This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual with Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. Welcome to 2021. Yeah, the fucking Is COVID future. gone? Yeah. Yeah. Nope. No. Good All right. Well, Not even a little bit. Keep your mask on. Keep your mask on. Yeah, keep your mask on, buddy. And, uh... We're going to do a new movie today. Woo. Mm-hmm. But in that, I'm saying a movie that didn't come out 20 years ago like we normally do. We're doing a movie that came out <laughs> a few weeks well, ago. Te- te- technically, it came out, uh, doing, doing the quick math again, 16, 30, like 37 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, WW84. Yeah. We're talking about Wonder Woman 84. Real quick, is nah. it is it was the full title 1984 or just 84? I think it was Wonder Woman 1984. You're right. Okay. It does say 1984. Okay. okay. I was, I was the poster says 84, but on IMDb, it's Wonder Woman 1984. Well, I think the movie closed out with it saying WW84. Man, I wonder how the other World Wars went because <laughs> we went from two <laughs> to 84. Yeah, was, <laughs> that escalated quickly. Some time travel yeah. shenanigans. Um, so anyway, this movie just came out uh, It's in limited theaters But it's also on HBO Max If you have that And that's how we all watched it For a month Yeah, it's only for a month So if you're waiting, do it now You have about a month to go watch it on HBO Max Before they remove it And then it'll come back on I'm sure like six months down the line <laughs> yeah. or something Yeah, yeah. Um, So obviously there is no real history with this movie For any of us, we won't do any of that And as we usually do with brand new releases, we're not even going to do a crossover. We're just going to do 10, 10 items that we want to talk about each. So anything you guys want to talk about before we get into our lists? Was it weird watching a brand new movie? On, would you Let me say that. Did you miss anything from this movie not watching it in the theater? Do you think? So it's, it's a little hard to be subjective on that end of things because I, I'm sure we'll find out when we all rate it. Like, this was not my favorite Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> out of the two? Yeah, out of the two. Um, that, that said, there, there were a couple scenes, now that you mentioned it, Jeff, that that would have been cool to be in the theater. But for the most part, yeah, I, I just feel like there wasn't that, that big moment that would have been, other than, again, a couple things that, that would have been really cool to, to be there with the crowd or, or just to, to take in the whole theater experience. Yeah, and as we're, ta- as we're talking about it, the three of us saw the original in the theater, or no? I think we I, did, right? I, mm-hmm. I saw it, I think, um, by my lonesome, but yeah, I think I saw it in the theater. Because I remember we go and the, it was a fun movie to be in the crowd with, especially all the girls in the crowd, just kind of like, this was their their movie, right? I mean, people screaming, they were telling jokes that shaming men and everything, right? It was, that was a fun experience. Now, and, uh, now, we're, mm-hmm. now we're totally even. <laughs> yep. You had your movie, ladies. <laughs> yep, that's it. Get back to the kitchen. Oh, <gasps> oh Jeff. I'll see myself yeesh. out. Jeff at gmail.com. <laughs> I'm bringing that one back. 
you kind of turn around here. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but that was like I said, it was. I don't see. I don't remember if it was our theater or somebody telling me that it happened in their theater. Where like right before the movie started, like some girl yelled, "I've been waiting my whole life for this," you know, stuff like that. It's really cool. Um. But anyway, let's get into it. Uh, we're gonna talk about seven or sorry, ten items this time. Um, Alex, why don't you go first? Uh, my number ten is. Uh, you know what? I, I dog on CGI babies. Every once in a while, but I think this movie could have used a couple of CGI babies. And the, towards towards the end of that uh, car chase in the desert, which is higher up on my list, it's really cool. But <laughs> the those dummies that she was rolling around with didn't look uh, <laughs> didn't look that good. Didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. Well, then that's good. But yeah, well, it's like I, I, it's not on my list. But yeah, I was less than impressed. with a lot of the CGI in this. I would say, well, yeah. But I think they should, they should have sprung the extra bucks. Oh, maybe they ran out of money. Uh, no, they probably didn't. They probably should have done. I don't know. So, something a little bit different because those uh, d- dummy stand-ins, yeah, not the best, but... <laughs> I would say I didn't have a problem with CGI necessarily, but some of just like the... I don't know what you call it. Like when the little girl's like when she's like baby Diana or whatever, not baby, but little girl and she's jumping and just like the compositing just looked really cheesy. Like it was like, oh, might as well have been. Uh, oh, Jesus. I was going to say Dash Rindar writing. <laughs> Never ending story type stuff like the flying scenes look kind of bad. So I don't know. But I, I think a, a lot of the anytime there was a long shot of her swinging around. Almost all that didn't look great. Okay. Um, with with some exceptions, but like yeah, yeah, just turn in in with a regular background. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess I'll go next. And uh, this this movie didn't start off good for me. Like I I don't know that whole like scene I just mentioned when they're kind of when she's still a young girl and she's back on. What I have for never how did Themyscira 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 It was just I mean this movie was long I don't think you needed that scene I I didn't get anything out of it other than you know learning you can't cheat and stuff but I mean it was good to see the um, Buttercup and <laughs> Mrs Gladiator again I guess but uh, oh, well, I'm, I'm surprised you remember their names Jeff yeah <laughs> Robin Wright and I don't know the other girl's name though Connie Nielsen. There you go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just this, it was good to see that stuff. But at the same time, I felt a little pointless to me anyway. And it just this movie was so long that I, I wish you could have taken 15 minutes off or whatever that was. So that's a negative for me. The way I don't like the way this movie started. Negative. So, uh, Scott, what's your number 10? Number 10 is uh, it's a little nitpicky, I guess, but is the Wonder Woman rogues gallery. So we had two movies now. Um, I, I guess Justice League and whatever the fuck that thing was at the end of uh, Batman versus Superman that was supposed to be. Um, uh, what's help me out here, Alex? Uh, uh, Doomsday. Doomsday. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not really counting Doomsday. <laughs> uh, and then the 
whatever the hell that was going on with, with the, all the CGI in, in Justice League. But there were two movies now. And yeah, it, it's it's so important to get a, a good villain. Um, I, I think overall I liked what Pedro Pascal was doing here. Um, but it didn't, he, it never, he never felt like, uh, like a villain that, that was going to test her, her metal, I guess, or that, that was interesting, um, in- interesting enough to, to warrant, you know, carrying the movie the, the way that he kind of does. Like pretty sure he gets way more screen time than she does. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. So, she, I mean, she has a Superman problem, right? Of and they, you know, it's kind of, she's too powerful to have like a physical, threat. right? But I mean, it's I mean, like, but look like Superman and Lex Luthor. Um, I know there is that. That's the only exception. I right, think. I'm, I'm yeah, not, like, I, I don't the, the know opposite. enough about the comics to to say like who who's like the the better of the of the the rogues there. Um, but it just it, we're two in, and it's 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 still kind of meh um you know and, and this isn't a sin that i can lay slowly at uh a wonder woman's feet um but i, I was kind of hoping for for more this time around the the villain in the first movie was just again it was just a big cgi fight at the end is, is what it turned out to be mm-hmm. um i i did like how she resolved the the i guess the fight uh or conflict or whatever you want to call it with uh i don't even remember the character's name now uh, maxwell but, lord <laughs> i will be talking about him later maxwell lord yep uh, by the end of the movie but uh yeah it's two movies in and there, there's not really that that through line of 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 a memorable villain for me anyway all right alex number nine my number nine is kind of along those lines also. Uh, I think they should have, uh, in my opinion, switched the main focus of the villains. Uh, they put a lot on Pedro Pascal as uh, Maxwell Lord, which was fantastic. But I think they should have just played up the the cheetah more. I think they, they should have shifted the focus. Um, because, yeah, like Scott was saying, it's hard to come up with a physical threat. So I think they kind of went for a more amorphous, you know, thing. But it, it, uh, a magic idol created by an evil god uh, does not a villain make, in my opinion. So yeah, uh, I've, I've got more to say about that. But yeah, also yeah, to like like you're saying, Alex. Like also, of course, uh, Kristen Wiig is, is. They never say cheetah, but um, I know. But she, uh, I would have liked to see her up it, it it's almost like this movie has the too many villains problem but w- with only two villains it's like i don't think they had too many villains they just you know i think they focused on the wrong one i think her character potentially was was more the more compelling of the two um hmm. but they like they kind of railroaded her like it's just all of a sudden she was she she went from mousy to super confident to to like super villain, like yeah, and that was and, my problem with her. Yeah, the movie was was long. They had they had some time to, to throw in a scene or two to maybe to show that escalation a little bit. Yeah, yeah. If they're yeah, going to franchise this, which they are, I think the Kirsten Wig character should have not turned into Cheetah or Evil at this movie. I think that should have been built. Have 
Pedro Pascal, maybe a different character, like build that relationship. Because, yeah, this this felt, you know, this feels like this feels like movies before the Marvel Universe where all right, we had a successful one. Now we put more villains in it and they just go from, you know, it's like Edward Nigma or so, whatever. It's these these Batman, old Batman movies where the villains just come in. They're friendly at first and they just instantly turn out of super evil. And yeah, DC. Yeah. <laughs> the old DC problem. Yeah. yeah. My, my only other thing that, that kind of took me out of the movie, too, was. So you have this gem that's like all powerful, but it doesn't do anything like supernatural. It just kind of makes things happen off screen, you know? Uh, and, well, I don't and, know. The giant wall that erected out of nowhere. Well, yeah. Yeah, I guess there's that, but it's still just a wall, right? Like, yeah, but it's a, it was big. It was a big wall, but it was still just a wall. There was nothing like intrinsically weird about the wall. Whereas her, she's like all of a sudden turns into this like super mutant cheetah thing, like that, that was like kind of outside of the the rules that the <laughs> the I don't know what the budget or, or script had set for for what the, the the dream gem or whatever it was called would do. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I just didn't like that she got two wishes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that the too, gem that, said, that "Yeah, bothered we'll me. one wish." Yeah, that that bothered me as well. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Also, what happened with that guy that wanted the coffee? What did he lose? I think he says it. I think he says like, like oh, like somebody's not here today. So like oh, he he's losing his memory. Probably or his intelligence. Sick. He made somebody sick or something like that. It makes himself sick. I don't know. That's okay. Not. Well, if they mentioned it, I guess I missed it. Yeah, there's like, there multiple. There's multiple wishes there. Also, I, it took me like three quarters of the movie to figure out like what she had like. What she was losing in the deal. <laughs> yeah, I have more to say about that whole thing later. It's a, anyway, um, sorry. Anyways. Yeah. So on to my number 10. On to my number nine is, uh, so following the whole scene on the island, which I didn't like, the intro in 1984 was a little too corny for me. Like, I appreciate it. Comic book movies have gotten too serious, and I, I do like seeing a superhero do local crime fighting so i was it was okay with it it just got a little too corny so i mean i don't know i guess i'm impossible to please Mm -hmm. i'm tired of the marvel movies where everything is this cataclysmic aliens and super guys destroying the entire universe and all this stuff and i just want superman to save a a bank from getting robbed and then she's kind of doing that in a mall and i'm like no this is cheesy i don't know it didn't work for me whatever it was um so i think that's just me bringing some stupid baggage but a little too corny for me. Uh, once again, it, it feels like they're trying to do the the Christopher Reeves Donner Superman in, in both of these movies, and I appreciate that. I don't know, maybe just as an older man, I didn't, I don't like it as much. I don't know, but that's my number nine, hmm. Scott. Okay, my number nine is the Themyscira Ninja Warrior at the, the beginning. Uh, yeah, just unnecessary. Uh, I think it was it was cool to to work in more Themyscira. That that is an interesting part of her her background and the and the the nerd lore uh, going on with with Wonder Woman Diana Prince. Uh, but yeah, it just it felt like a lot for a li- for very little that we somehow she learns that the truth is important. Um, no shortcuts. Yeah, I, I guess, and then. I think that that is the kind of the running theme of the movie. So, 
thematically it makes sense. It's just, I, I, yeah, I just wasn't into it. Right. And also in the, in the first movie, they, they go out of their way to show that her mom like doesn't want her to have anything to do with this stuff. So for her to all of a sudden, uh, maybe that was after she got lenient and Buttercup told her, she's like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should start training her. Because there's some years from when she was a kid in the first movie till she was like an adult training with the other Amazons. There's some time in between there. Yeah, that was my thought. was that this took place after she finally got permission to be trained. Maybe. No, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Alex, number eight. Uh, My number eight is the slide kick. It's cool. And I liked it, but I think they pulled they did it a bit too much in this movie. Didn't the cheetah do it at one point also? I want to say that she did. But anyways, it's like, oh, here comes the slide kick. That's like her her opening move, like the Dulcim slide kick <laughs> to open up for the combo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the I don't know. We I watch back to back this and the original in the first one. And, you know, that scene where right after the um, the whole scene where she basically becomes a badass, right? So the whole uh, no man's land and then she goes into the small town and that's where she starts doing those. And the, the slow motion stuff happens way more than I remember. It got a little <laughs> <laughs> slow motion leg shot, slow motion <laughs> arm brace block bullet, slow motion whip. Like, it's like okay. It's like... <laughs> Braveheart walking into the town. I told you the other day. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, leg kicks. Yeah. Um, my number eight is, which I already kind of mentioned. I think the cheetah development. I didn't like the way that went. I think it should have. That should have gapped another yeah, movie. Like a bit crossed under, over, underexposed. <laughs> should have uh, cr- crossed over another movie. Because it went way too quick, as we mentioned. And then uh, the CGI of her at the end just looked bad to me. I, I don't know. I did not like that. So I thought how it started off good at the beginning, their friendship. And then, man, it just went kind of over the top. It's my one problem with Dark Knight also is I don't like how um, Harvey Dent. Like, that was such a cool development. And then at the very last, like, 30 minutes, 15 minutes of the movie, he's two-faced and he's... You don't even have a chance to breathe him as a villain, and then he's just done, right? Like, yeah. I always talk about that's like my worst, least favorite part of the Dark Knight. Hi. (laughs) Are are either of you going to talk about the armor? Uh, a little bit. I mean, is it on your list? Yeah. Okay, I'll wait. Okay, that's my number eight. Uh, uh, Scott, number eight. Number eight is the the way they worked in the the invisible jet. Uh, I, <laughs> I like this movie more so than than I think the first movie went out of its way to to work in all of the, the Wonder Woman stuff. And I, I'm definitely not an expert, uh, but the invisible jet is is definitely some super cheesy stuff from the <laughs> from the older comics. Um, you know, even even Thanos had a fucking helicopter. <laughs> that he rode around in for no reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's it's kind of funny, but I, I like 
how they they work this one out. Um, it just this one actually I felt like made sense on some level. Uh, it, it there there was a lot of you know I'll, I'll talk more about all the MacGuffin stuff, but mm-hmm. uh, this, this felt like a fun hey, way to, to call that in and, and to get them across the world. Um, I will say that she must have somehow been whipping up some invisible fuel because I don't know how a, a, a jet that's docked at the Smithsonian, the Smithsonian <laughs> has a full tank ready to go all the way to um, where they go Egypt. to Egypt, Egypt yeah. and yeah, mm-hmm. Bialia. Yeah. 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 Well, you know how we were talking just before we started recording the the Jeff Goldblum meme. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum meme. You did it, you crazy son of a bitch. You did it. That's what I was mm-hmm. saying when the she they got that plane. I'm like, oh, this looks like her damn invisible plane. And then like, it's gonna do it. It's gonna do it. And they did it. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Also, <laughs> I'm 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 willing to bet that a a biplane from 1917 is gonna be slightly different than than a, a whatever the hell they're flying. <laughs> All right, I've had this argument with my brother and with Laura. If you were to drive a car that was 60 years old, it would still the gas pedal and the brake would still be in the same place. I think you know what to do. Yeah, he gets in and he starts he, flipping switches. Like, yeah. Got <laughs> there's names no switches. On the switches. <laughs> there's no switches. Yeah, that's true. I don't know nah. why he was flipping switches. The basics would be the same. Yeah, he doesn't I mean, know about radar. He wouldn't know how to jam the radar, but yeah. I mean, I, I I didn't have that big of a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, me I, either. I did. Like, I did. Yeah, all right. I, I was like, okay, I guess he can fly a jet. Whatever. <laughs> all right. Uh, Rhonda, Alex, number seven? Yep. All right. Uh, I thought this movie was appropriately cheesy since it was set in 1984. And mm-hmm. I think uh, the first one, you know, was a darker, a bit more serious and a bit more dour with, you know, spots of humor here and there. But overall, it was, you know, the setting World War One uh, and whatnot. In this one, it's 1984. It's, you know, you got uh, a supervillain who's an 80s power suit guy, shyster. Uh, everything is, you know, glammed up. Like like Jeff said, uh, a, a bit of the opposite of what Jeff said. I like that they started at a mall because in the in eighty four, what the hell are you gonna do? You just go to the mall, go hang out at the mall. So for good <laughs> and for ill, because yeah, some of the concepts here are definitely from older like style superhero movies. Hey, those kids are playing some rad uh, arcade games. Oh hell yeah, they were. So do you guys know if that was the same mall that you used in uh, Stranger Things? Oh, no, and recently in Stranger Things, <laughs> season three. I, the, the Commando thing did cross my mind, Alex. Uh, yeah, I see. I no the Galleria? <laughs> yeah. I didn't no, actually think that. That's I just T2. thought it was funny. Like, but it was the 80s, so it was the same thing. Yeah. I was like, all right, it's 1984. I, I, I got to get into that 84 mindset. <laughs> I was four years old. I was shitting my diapers. Yeah, I just thought the whole 84 thing, like, yeah, they made some jokes. And, you know, later on when he's trying on all the clothes and it just felt like it didn't make that big of a difference. I, I don't. I don't know. That's all right. Okay, My number maybe, seven. Maybe, I mean, well, I think Go it's ahead. it's a good time place. Time place. Jesus. It's a good. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Uh, 
era of time to be a superhero because you don't have to worry about people pulling out their phones everywhere. Yeah. Hey, okay, wait, let's talk about this. 1984. So she's, if this is still part of the DC timeline, Superman hasn't arrived, hasn't, hasn't gotten here yet, right? Mm-hmm. Batman, we don't know, I guess. He's probably Maybe a Batman's kid, or, been around. A kid or something. So the whole thing about them while worried, like, so she's a known, she's just as powerful as Superman. She's doing all this stuff. They don't try to remember the whole thing. And Lex Luthor's trying to like detour Superman from doing stuff. And then yeah. the crappy suicide squad movie where they create all these people so that they can stop Superman. Like, which is the stupidest. Oh, here, here's Harley. Here's a, here's a cute girl with a baseball bat. She's going to stop Superman. Get the fuck out of here. But why weren't they doing that for Wonder Woman? If she's been around since. Yeah. And it was, it was like, <laughs> she destroyed all the cameras you see. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was in, uh, it was in Washington DC too. So yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like she was somewhere low profile. <laughs> she wasn't doing it in Smallville. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, there's there's some there's some continuity issues. I think um, I, I did have a, a problem with. So in the first Wonder Woman movie, she she goes into the whole full on flashback mode, which is the whole movie, pretty much after she gets the picture of Chris Pine from Batman, right? And mm-hmm. all of a sudden she she's like, oh my god, there's this picture, and then she remembers and. And it's like, no, like this shit happened like in 1984, which is still a long, a long time ago by the time uh, the first one starts, I guess. But, uh, but it wasn't the picture of the guy of, I, of, the, of the body. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I uh. mean, I'm sure she was like, like touched by, by having the photo. Um, but it's like it, the first movie made it seem like, oh, she hasn't thought about this like in a long time. But yeah, it's clearly not the case. <laughs> Like she tells him, and this was we'll jumping ahead a little bit here. I'll never love again. <laughs> so yeah, she. I, she's still, if it's eighty four to when did that movie come out? Twenty ten, twenty twelve. I don't even know anymore. It's still over twenty five years, I guess. No, it's it's still a long time, but I I don't know. I, I just felt like she she had like tucked all that away. A lot more in in the yeah. first one movie yeah. at the start of it. All right, uh, on yeah. to my number seven, which is the whole Wishstone and Maxwell Lord. Like, I don't have a problem with Maxwell Lord himself, mm-hmm. but this magic stone and, and it wasn't clear right away. I mean, maybe that they wanted you to figure it out. Like the whole point of you get a wish, but do you? You lose something for, and that's why. Because at first he's just grinding people. What do you want? What do you want? Okay, and then it was weird. I I did not appreciate it. (laughs) And uh, but I I will say I kind of felt the same way. Like um, you know, a magic rock. Cool. That's this. That's the MacGuffin of this thing. (laughs) I was I listened to Kevin Smith, and he was talking about yeah. I just you know I could buy all this stuff. You get a magic rock. You know, I got, that's where I start to have problems. <laughs> and then and then someone brought up the Infinity Stones. <laughs> He's like, I don't have a problem with that. So, no, no, it's, it's, it's funny that you thought about that, Jeff, or that you brought that up, because I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, this is stupid. And then I was like, how is this any different from what was going on with Marvel? 
Um, and and on paper, it's really not. Um, I will say yeah. that they they like at least in the Marvel one, they build up to like what they eventually are. But yeah, if you're just watching the films standalone, they're like, oh, there's this MacGuffin that can destroy the universe. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, magic rocks, I, I was, magic it's funny stones. that I was more willing to put up with the Marvel shit than, than this. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think, you know, make, making a, a character, your villain be sympathetic is fine. Like I said, it was just the magic stone thing. And there's him just, I don't think it was ever really made super clear. Like, I know what he was doing, but it was just felt weird the way it was executed, I guess, on his power. And like, how did he yeah. know to wish for that right away? Yeah. Like, that was his thing. He, just, he was doing research on it. Yeah, but uh, he had all the papers. They were there. I will say it was truly lame that that when he does make the wish to become the stone, that they signify that by just a lot of wind blowing. Uh, it's yeah. every wish, but yeah, that that was that was like really that's I guess that's ominous. That wind's blowing. <laughs> yeah. A genie should have popped out of a bottle, as you wish. <laughs> All right, Scott, number seven. Yeah. Number seven. Uh, I I felt like this movie did a lot more than than either the the first Wonder Woman movie, um, or any of the others. Really, any of the other standalone um, DC movies over the last like fifteen twenty years. To actually build out the world. A lot of it's pretty cheap. It's a lot of name drops and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, there's like a lot of stuff going on in this movie that that's part of like the greater um, DC universe. And not necessarily stuff that's specific to Wonder Woman. I think this is the first time we hear about Bialia, which is, is supposed to be like the, the fictional Middle Eastern country um, that that's like a dictatorship. Um, that's like hyper militant, and there's like a lot of storylines about that place. Um, and then DC, it's, it's it's like the equivalent of like where what's Doctor Doom's country? Uh, oh, it's, I'm gonna, it's, I it's, know. it's like something yet. like Latvia or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, just a, a whole made up country. Um, the, the one guy that was like really throwaway was the Simon Stag character. Um, oh yeah, Stag Industries. Yeah, he, who's who's really just another one of like evil industrialists that uh, like is like <laughs> seems to be a, a constant in in all of the the DC rogues galleries. But um, mm -hmm. like yeah, he he's barely in it. But it was like okay, that's cool. That that's that's what that is. Um, so, sorry, Stag is a rook. I only know him for he's in the Arkham Knight games. Yeah, he's he's I, he's a real dude. Well, I, know he was I mean, he's, he's a real character in the comics. I should say. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, the uh, yeah, they they do take a step back. Unfortunately, with what I think with some of the the mythos, like you said, Jeff, like like in the Justice League and in, in the first one on one movie, they make it seem like she's just getting back into the scene. Um, whereas here, she's like still going full tilt, which which makes sense. Like she would have given up like trying to help people over the course of the, the whatever seventy years, almost seventy years since uh, she stopped. Yeah. And something could happen, and then between now and like I said, when Batman 
Batman v Superman happens that makes her kind of stop caring or whatever. We're not caring. You know what I mean? So something could still happen, but yeah. So, so they set up the, they they get the presidents involved. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure they didn't go too heavy with making a guy look like Reagan. I thought that was supposed to be Dukakis. (laughs) Alternate universe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, (laughs) well, that, what, Alex, give us quick, give us a Michael Dukakis impression. Uh, I'm on a tank holding a thumbs up. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You can't hear it, (laughs) but I'm doing it. All right, cool. (laughs) I lost the election by a lot. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Alex, number six. My number six is I like most of the, well, we didn't get any Olympics last year. So I kind of like the Amazon Olympics. I like seeing all that. Uh, as for the necessity of it in this movie, uh, probably not, but I don't care. I like seeing all that cool shit, especially how, uh, you know, they didn't have any fucking cameras or anything. They didn't, they didn't do any bullshit like, oh, we've got the Gorgon's Eye watching the racers coming down. We don't have a two-headed announcer <laughs> calling out the pod races, right? So no, I re- almost say Amazonian is out of her mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I really like... Like, I don't know why I was so smitten by this or taken by it, but I really like that the the ladies, whatever saw the fireworks smoke, they raised their flags and then the the colored flags dropped a little lower to signify who was in the lead. I thought that was super cool. Just conceptually. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) All right. Uh, My number six is probably my biggest gripe with this movie I guess and it's the Chris Pine stuff like it's funny and it's kind of a flip from the first movie where she's the fish out of water now he's but mm-hmm. it, this was just we wanted to get him back in this movie and I, I, yeah it felt shoehorned it it definitely did and just how oh it's he just shows up and he's a different you know it is the camera swirled around her I'm like oh it's just the way they did it i i why yeah. well, can the magic stone turn what's her face into a cheetah can she just materialize chris pine is just here <laughs> yeah. see yeah exactly he, he's got a oh no his spirit is in the body of some other dude and like she doesn't think it's weird that she okay she got her guy back but this guy lost his soul or the real person like i yeah it's like, oh, I, like just, it just felt like Crap, we had a great movie. We had a great uh, combo cast here, but we killed him, and uh, we need to find a way to bring him back. And we, we they didn't go with the the cheap out that he's jumped out of the sh- the plane before it blew up or something, and he's been still alive. And yeah, some, somehow he he didn't age either during he those fro- seventy well, years because he was frozen solid, and then. Oh, with Ka- he's next to Captain America. Yeah, <laughs> he's right there. Both the Chris's are right next yeah. to each other. Chris Pine? Yeah. I'm Chris Evans. <laughs> Nick Fury got one, and uh, Wonder Woman got the other one. So, yeah, I, I just didn't... The Chris Pine stuff was definitely shoehorned in. And he was great in the first movie, and he's he's good in this. It just didn't work for, the, for me in this story. So that's my number six. Uh, Scott? Yeah. yeah. Number six is also the reverse fish out of water stuff. Uh... Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it, it was. I, I did like the idea of, of taking this this guy that loved to fly, and who who never got to see even the nineteen twenties, uh, 
all of a sudden he gets to go to the Smithsonian and see the jets and see that people have gotten into space. Uh, I think it's like a, a cool character thing that, you know, who's going to appreciate that more than, than somebody like that. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I did like how he's, he's the one that ultimately. <laughs> so, so we, we, we there, there's a, a trope called like the ref, refrigerating or, or fridging. Um, oh yeah what is that again so like somebody it it was just like a a plot point to get a a character motivated where they basically murder his girlfriend stick in her fridge or something like that in one some comic um oh yeah that was a green lantern thing was it a green lantern thing yeah that's right that's where i heard it from yeah um like icing no, no, no that's what you, shoot <laughs> you the don't fuck behind it. the red line. Yeah, no, that's, that's when you, you drink a spit off ice. <laughs> that's that's uh, offsides, Jeff. <laughs> um, too many men on the ice. I don't know. Is that even a real thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, if you say so, sailor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Bozo entered the chat. That you, was turned weird. Into, you turned into Paul Lynn. <laughs> yeah, I know. Bringing that one back. I want to have some tea. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, it it was good that they, he was the motivation for her to, to be able to fly, which I I definitely want to talk about further down my list. Yeah. That's cool. But yeah, it, I, I agree with you guys though. Uh, it, it, it did feel a little forced to get him back in the movie. Uh, cause you can't bring him back for a third one cause there's just, there's no way. So it was yeah. <laughs> he's going to pop up and look at we'll look at Wonder Woman in the eye. Here we go again. Yeah. Yeah. Also, am, am I the only <laughs> one that thinks it's weird that they 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 bone and like in another dude's body? Yeah, that yeah, was weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that was she weird. basically raped that guy. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> he had no consent. Chris Pine consented, but he didn't. Uh, we're, we're in a weird there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus, she's immortal. I mean, is it still statutory if she's thousands of years old? <laughs> I think the answer to that is yes. A resounding yeah. yes. <laughs> I mean, he's only like maybe in his early thirties, and she's thousands of years old. I mean, <sighs> I did. I did like like how enamored he was of the fanny pack. <laughs> it was, yeah, the U.S. American issued bag. Yeah, like yeah. like he never for a second thought that it was tacky or anything. He was like, "Oh, cool a pouch." <laughs> yeah, it was useful. Yeah. Carry stuff. <laughs> I did like that. All right, uh, Alex, number five. Uh, my number five. This one I, I specifically put in the middle because the rope VFX were on and off for me. It's like almost fifty percent. Uh, I liked them in some shots. I really didn't like the way it was moving in other shots. Uh, the thing that was still cool from what I remember from the trailers is her riding the lightning with the rope. That was still that was really cool. fucking awesome. Yeah, I really that liked was that. that was great. Uh, but some other stuff, the way the rope was behaving is I, I know it's a magic rope, but I don't think it did that much like goofy shit in the first movie. It didn't move like that. Like, it didn't stand out to me in the first movie that the rope was acting weird. But at this one, it stood out a little bit more. Uh, I do like some of her other rope abilities that she, like, some other rope tricks that she learned. 
like putting it up as a as a spinning shield really fast and boosting yourself up when she was in the air to catch that lightning. Mm-hmm. Just pushing rope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was yeah, still so. All right. I thought, yeah, like I said, I, I, I don't notice that stuff as much as you. There were just a few effects I thought were, yeah, well, for the most part, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, my number five, I thought the music was good. I'm down with my negative stuff now. Uh, the theme, which is obviously introduced in um, Batman v Superman, I've always loved that. And uh, who does this? Is Hans Zimmer in this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Zim. Zim Master. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The music, I think these DC movies have had pretty good music, as much as I don't like them. Um, nothing still beats the original Superman score, but, you know, that's John Williams. She ain't going to beat John Williams. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. Leader. Catchy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Scott, the leader. Number five. Number five. There was just a lot of, I thought, really weak set pieces. Uh, it just, it all... I don't know whether they were going for like an actual 1980s action set piece. If they were, they, they succeeded. Yeah, I um, think to, they to were. To some degree. Um, but a lot of it was just kind of cheap and, and, and boring. Um, the the arena in the beginning was cool. Um, like the actual like obstacle course and seeing that, that, that was interesting. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. Um, DC, they they really there's not a lot to signify. Like I, I don't know a lot about DC. I've never actually been, but like they they go, they kind of show the front of the Smithsonian and the side, but I mean they could have been anywhere. You don't really get to see much of the inside of the Smithsonian. She just kind of walks in. Um, the the big fight at the White House that could like that could have been anywhere. Um, Somebody's yeah, the, mentioned. Yeah, the desert chase, which I'll talk a little bit more later. That's just a road in the middle of the desert. Um, there, there was the the fight at the end, which was a little more interesting. But that's just because they were swinging around stuff um, the whole time. Uh, so yeah, just not a lot of of. I I don't know. It, it felt cheap. I, I don't know how to, to really say it. Uh, maybe that is part of the, the aesthetic, like, like you say, Alex. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna give Penny yeah. Jenkins the better for the doubt and say it's it it like noticeably like I just felt like they could have spiced things up a little bit. Uh, and the ball at the, yeah. the at the front at the beginning of the, of the movie was fun, um, just to to see a mall in full swing in the '80s. But uh, yeah, for the most part, mm-hmm. it just it felt like they were just like really isolated, could be anywhere kind of places. Anytown, USA. Anytown, USA. Places, yes. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is the gold armor. I really liked it, mostly because uh, I read the DC comic book Kingdom Come, and she wears it, and it's badass, pure nostalgia for me. And I'm sure that's why they have it in the movie, <laughs> just as fan service. But I thought it was really cool. It looked good on her too. I, think I I agree. The armor was cool. It looked cool. It didn't seem all that like useful. <laughs> yeah, I mean the cheetah had Amazonian strength, so I figured that's why she was able to beat down the wings. But 
I did. I did almost laugh out loud because they. I feel like she spent like twenty minutes like cloud hopping, and I'm like, okay, she's she's going after the helicopter, or whatever. She's gonna land, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden she's back in her apartment in DC. <laughs> it's like what? Oh, she's got to get her armor. Yeah, well, exactly. That's that's <laughs> that's that's why she went back. But yeah, overall, I thought it was cool. All right. Uh, my number four was, uh, I guess, the stinger having Linda Carter back at the end. You know, speaking of the armor, having her be the original one that wore it, and having her at the end of this movie—that was awesome. Yeah, that, yeah, that was cool. I thought that was cool. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I was—they were going for a total on both these movies. Like I said, uh, a Dick Donner, just like Smoke, um, <laughs> <laughs> he does vibe to this movie and so at the very end when she's uh, Wonder Woman's flying I was totally expecting her to look at the last second look at the camera and smile or wink just like Christopher Reeves did in those two movies and she didn't do it I was a little upset but then when <laughs> Linda Carter looked at the camera and winked I was like alright I got it and I really appreciated that so there it is did she have a bird stuck to her finger too hmm I don't get it. Yeah, it's from Hot Shots when they did the Superman thing. Oh. Deep don't cuts. Remember. Nothing but deep cuts over here. <laughs> All right. Alec, or sorry, Scott, number four. Number four was, was the Desert Chase. Uh, I think that was the the best of the the action sequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they were doing, I thought, some, some interesting stuff with... Uh, her like flipping over tanks uh again you get more of the lasso which i'll, I'll talk about um you get uh the you, you mentioned jeff that they have to do something to make it so that she doesn't just tear through everything mm-hmm. uh so this is like the low point for for her powers um so you can see how how she deals with that and She's kind of hurt afterward, which we don't, which we we haven't seen in any of the the movies really. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll let you guys, talk, or at least Alex, talk about it more. But uh, yeah, the the desert chase. All right, well, then Alex, number three. Yeah, desert car chase. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I thought this was the best action sequence uh, that they had. Uh, it was super cool. I always like to see Wonder Woman's running so fast just on her feet keeping up and overtaking cars. That was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, she still had enough juice to um, flip that one truck by digging her heels into the, into the. I guess, it, I mean, it looked like dirt, but I guess it was pavement under all that dust, which is pretty awesome, flipping that fucking truck. Uh, Chris Pine helping out a little bit, since she isn't completely bulletproof at this point. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and then her ma- her rope stops being magic. Midway through saving the creepy doll children. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it stops being magic. She just, like, she can't hold on to it anymore. Yeah, because she's losing her magic powers. You said the rope was losing its magic. You are right. I did say that. <laughs> I am wrong. Yeah, losing her super strength. She let it go. It's less magic. She is less magic. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
right. Um, my number three is uh, that's what we're on, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the scenes of her flying and riding the lightning. That was a fun scene. And the, mm-hmm. just whenever we can have a little joy in our characters, like, I think that was one of the things that I didn't like about Man of Steel is when he's start, first starting to fly. There was never really joy in that movie. It's such a joyless film. And like, maybe he smirks yeah. at, like, one point. But at least she was having some fun with it. And I really liked it. And then just it was cool looking when she was riding the lightning. So. Mm-hmm. That is my number three. Scott. Number three. Number three is, is just the weak MacGuffin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still <laughs> I'm still trying to rationalize like why I'm willing to put up with the Marvel shit <laughs> more, <laughs> more than this. Although I will say, like, this is definitely no better than or, or no worse than like like Thor two. Mm-hmm. Um, with the whatever the what's it called in, in that the the Ethereum or something like that uh, yeah the reality gem yeah, that's what, what it is whatever that is um, and Dark Elves that. yeah uh, yeah I'll just stuff the stones together just um, yeah it just a, a it turned out not to be as bad as I thought as, as they kind of explained a little bit more in the movie but just to, to have the, the the main plot device be this thing that grants wishes was mm-hmm. evil wishes like the evil wishmaster wishes. yeah <laughs> maybe that's part of the monkey's right yeah. yeah but what is the wishmaster from the movie the wishmaster Oh, okay. I thought that's what I thought. Like maybe that's what this guy is was a comic book based. I thought that's what this guy was based off of. I thought it might have been a Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, you know what? I don't know. the The god that she's talking about that created this gem might be, hmm. but I'm not sure. I didn't read too many WW comic books. All right, um, Alex. What's your number two? My number two is Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord is awesome dude is uh you you feel for him he's he's like the shyster that's about to run out of luck made some terrible business choices i love how his office is like really nice at the at the base level at the lobby you get to his office and it's all papers everywhere it's all disheveled the only thing that's good looking up there is like his office his personal office is halfway decent now uh delving a little bit deeper I don't like the Maxwell Lord character from this movie as much as I would have liked the Maxwell Lord from the comic books. There's this really awesome DC arc uh, where he's the main villain and he, he takes over. I think it's the Omax, the o, the Omax like um, series, I guess you would call it. Um, he takes over Batman's satellite brother. I. If you, any comic book nerds out there, you guys know what it is, right? I don't. Isn't that where they, they put the eventual Justice League tower? No, that's a satellite that Superman put up there in, in secret to keep tabs on all the metahumans. And he's supposedly the only one that knows about it. It's invisible to everybody else. Even Superman didn't know about it. But somehow Maxwell Lord took control of it. And uh, he he in the comic books, he also has like low grade psychic powers. And over like a long stretch of time, he's been feeding Superman 
some uh, hypnotic suggestions so that by the end of it, he could like make Superman see whatever he wants. And so Superman almost kills Batman thinking he's fighting Darkseid or Doomsday. And at the end of that, spoiler alert, uh, Wonder Woman has to pretty much just she snaps uh, Maxwell Lord's neck. I thought that was going to happen here, but then I'm like, nah, they did that Man of Steel. They're not going to do that again. And I'm happy <laughs> they didn't. But he in in that series, Maxwell Lord is just like like you mentioned earlier, he would have been uh, the Lex Luthor to uh, Wonder Woman's. Uh, I guess that would be the closest analogy, really, because he was super intelligent. He was a meta, but like very low grade, uh, but he still made it work for him. So I wish that would have happened, and I think Pedro Pascal would have done an amazing job with that character as well. You wished it would have happened? Yes, I do. I know. I'm losing all my nerd knowledge. (laughs) 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 I I can't quote The Simpsons. Everything's coming down. (laughs) Ben Houghton? What? (laughs) Duh. (laughs) Ha ho. Uh, I will say that that's a hell of a tube he's got on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. I was expecting to see Grogu. We never did. <laughs> yeah, I know. I see, with... Gro- Grogu's there in the smile of every child. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to my number two, which is the car chase. I have, I have, I really like the Indiana Jones car chase in this movie, which kind of felt like it to me. Um, yeah, I just thought it was fun. Nice. And uh, uh, what is it? Uh, but you already mentioned her running past the fast, running past the cars. Mm-hmm. That little effect that they've done now and. Uh, Captain America, Civil War, and other movies like it just looks so cool. Run, people running I fast, <laughs> it works. Mm-hmm. And not like all right, I, I give it a lot of praise to the Dick Donner movies, but hit, Superman running fast when he's a boy running as faster than the train is a terrible effect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the time, it was groundbreaking, but yeah, sure. But in these movies, they whatever they're doing, I, I really like it, and it doesn't look CGI. And I I think I've seen they're actually running on a like a piece of tarp that's being pulled by a car yes. so every step whatever but it, it exactly works really well. it's awesome it yeah. is very i'm sure it's very dangerous too yeah i remember they were doing that in uh tim burton's planet of the apes that was oh, the first really? time i've ever seen that yeah the apes when they're like on all fours and they're running they're actually doing kind of a, a similar trick that was the first time i remember seeing that on like on the behind the scenes thing but anyway mm-hmm. love it uh, and the whole chase was very cool. Very Indiana Jones-esque, and I always enjoy that. So that's my number two. Scott, what's your number two? My number two is is the flying. Uh, not not since the original Superman. And I don't... In the original Superman, do we... We don't get the extended part of him learning how to fly, right? No, he just... He, he finds the... Yeah, he's just Superman. Yeah, and then he's just Superman for the rest. It kind of fades away, and then it just comes back, and he just flies toward the camera, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is like, like you said, Jeff. This is her learning it. Uh, This is this is her in a moment of grief and an understanding. Um, 
as far as like the effect goes, it, it's fine. Uh, but, uh, you know, she eventually settles into like the like the different kind of flying poses as, as she gets going. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was cool. And, and it eventually leads to, to her lassoing the, the lightning, uh, which is which is really fucking cool. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and just also kind of using it as a propeller to. Well, it's 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 weird. It's like half propeller, half like her yanking herself forward. Like, yeah, the the flying I thought I thought was 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 really cool. And you know, if you're gonna have somebody with superpowers, you know, this is this is a, a cool thing to to include in the middle of the movie. Um, and then she mm-hmm. goes back for armor with wings. So like whatever, but. <laughs> <laughs> but they were more like shields. Uh, all right. Well, Alex, number one. My number one is Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Still awesome. Uh, even though this movie wasn't great, I think she still did uh, enough to to uh, evolve the character, especially since we see her in 1984, what she's like in this timeline and everything. And uh, yeah, she still uh, grows a little bit, even though she's like, I don't know, as I mentioned, thousands of years old or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, she's still... Gadot is still doing an amazing job. It really embodies uh, Wonder Woman, in my eyes, at least. I 100% agree, and that's my number one as well. She, uh, ever since that we saw her in uh, Batman v Superman, I think she's taken this role on, and just, yeah, she's, the character grows. She plays it perfectly. I like what she's done, and, you know, and, um, and then she's taking that mantle on as being the first female character to get her own movie and all that. I think she's doing really good. And just, yeah, she's, it's not just the same old thing. Like, I think they redid a lot of stuff, but her character grew, just like you said. And this one, she had to play with, you know, with some vulnerabilities because she was losing her powers and, and having to sack, you know, she really wanting Chris Pine to be there, Shreve Trevor and having to give him up, all that stuff. So really appreciated her in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And by the way, obviously she's uh, a very easy on the eyes. And I forgot (laughs) about that scene in the first movie where she's she's changing and dressing up into everything and Chris Pine comes in and she's like I'm trying to like dumb her down or whatever and he puts glasses on her <laughs> and the other girl's like oh yeah now she's now she's no longer the most stunning woman you've ever seen or something yeah. like that <laughs> that's great yeah. Um, so yeah Gal Gadot is my number one uh, Scott uh, my number one is is so much lasso in this movie. <laughs> they, yeah. I I I I think by the end I I appreciated how much they they just doubled and tripled down on the lasso. They're like, okay, we're using the lasso for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna mm-hmm. do it's gonna do everything. It's gonna be her answer to everything. It's gonna be how she fights everything. It's gonna be how she gets everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's gonna be it's gonna be used to resolve plot points outside of fighting. Like <laughs> uh, they they this this was like it, this almost felt like well Thor's got a hammer but fuck fuck that thing. <laughs> Have you seen this yeah, lasso? It's the lasso. Uh, I I didn't quite buy. I don't know. Maybe this is a thing that she can actually do in the comics. But when she uses it to give Chris Pine a flashback. <laughs> so we, so we, so we as the audience can learn about the armor. Yeah, uh, I, don't I don't know about that, that one either. That was a, mm. a little weak. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I felt like they, they were, you, they were doing, 
creative things with it uh, throughout pretty much the whole movie. Um, a lot of it is just her flinging it off screen and then it just gets her places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe, maybe like they did a little... Flipping, t- flipping around to him. Yeah, they, they did a little maybe too much of that. Uh, but um, I did like... At the one point, like she's spinning it around to block bullets. She's using it to propel herself. Um, she's obviously just using it to, to grapple people and toss them around. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do like that it's its most potent ability, arguably, is you know having people tell the truth. Um, and she's able to use that to to get uh, Maxwell to to realize that that he doesn't really want. The, this whole wish thing anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I, I this this is like they, I don't think they could have done anything more with the lasso. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it just it really stuck out to me. Like in every scene, I'm like, oh, using the lasso again. Mm-hmm. Why'd you kill that bird, lasso? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, uh, that's it. Any honorable mentions? Uh, I didn't. Uh, damn it! I had one. It's slipping away. My right, superpowers. Well, think of it. Bring it up. But it's time for us to rate this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. Alex, what would you give this movie? I'm gonna give this movie a four. Uh, it was fun. It had its it had its flaws. It was too long. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it was just. But it, it's a fine movie. I don't I don't know why. Well, it's the internet, so everybody's got to hate on it. But it shouldn't be getting as much hate as it is. I mean, it's it's okay. It doesn't have to be the cat's pajamas every time. What about the bee's knees? Yeah, it doesn't have to be the bee's knees. It's a, it's an okay movie. Yep, I agree. Four is the exact same score I give it. It's um, sadly, I, you know, I was hoping to get it into a five, but no, there's enough. Like, I honestly don't think I need to see this again, which kind of sucks. I, if someone put it on, I would watch it, but I don't think I'm ever going to seek it out, which stinks. Whereas the first yeah. one I've seen multiple, numerous times, mm-hmm. multiple and numerous times. Um, so yeah, four for me, Scott. Also four. Uh, it it took until like the middle of the movie to get it up to a four. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I was I was really hoping for more. Um, I, I was pretty hyped to to see this, and really this this was arguably the biggest comic book movie to come out last year. Uh, it sounds kind of weird to say given given everything <laughs> that happened. Um, Uh, Technically, there's a Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I mean, comic book, so. Oh, well, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, The Harley Quinn movie was last year, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. Birds of Prey? Yeah, I think I I would say I like that more than I like this. I I think I Hmm. I enjoyed that one more as well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, the the movie's fine. Um, You know, we we always like to compare Marvel and, and DC you know, I, I would put this like right at the probably the the bottom tier of like with some of the bottom tier MCU stuff, but it's not as bad as my least favorite MCU stuff. So, um, I still I, I don't Whoa, know. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait. You think there's an MCU movie worse than this? 
Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I, I I would say Iron Man two is worse than this for sure. Uh, I don't uh, think. Uh, no. I don't think so. I I I, I would say so. Okay, sure. You can you never you can never bad opinion. <laughs> yeah. Um, even Thor two, I think, is better than this. Mm, yeah. I think it's on par for me. It would be close. Yeah. But I was going to say with the hard, the the as far as DC EU whatever the hell they're calling it movies. So we, we think we all agreed the first one Woman's better. Yes. yes. After that, there's not many good DC movies. So, like, where would this fit in? There? I, I it... enjoyed Aquaman more than okay. more than the second movie. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I like that one. Um, it's better than Justice League. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, um, is it better than Batman v Superman? <laughs> yes, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to say yes. You haven't seen Batman v Superman? No. How have I you have not, not seen that? Because I don't want to. Oh, I nice. really don't. <laughs> oh. See, I have. That's a movie I kind of force myself to like. I just <laughs> <laughs> like Gotham. I, I think no, if, Gotham. I liked. I just it was just it was cheesy. This that movie. I, I don't know. It, 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 I, don't, I don't drag this up too much longer. But I, I think as a whole, I, I probably like this movie more. But I think there's like more individual bits that I probably like out of Batman versus Superman. And then that if you compare like individual bits I really liked out of out of this Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's it's kinda hard to to compare them. What's guess what's mm-hmm. going on my list, Alex? Mm-hmm. Batman Shit. V. <laughs> We're gonna have to watch this movie now. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, I remember all the quote that's quoting it constantly. Mm. I remember uh the honorable mention. Is that well? Not so much an honorable mention, but I kind of wish that they would had a, a more of a romantic relationship between Wonder Woman and the Cheetah at the beginning. For some reason, I thought, well, they had that lunch, and I thought, oh man, that'd be really interesting. She, you know, they maybe kind of romance a little bit at the beginning, and then she becomes a jilted lover, becomes a cheetah. I thought that's where the movie was going, and then they chickened out. I, I, I completely agree. I thought that would have been an interesting kind of mm-hmm. twist, I guess. I just wish things that they just would have been besties for a while and then That too. That also would have been, I think would have yeah. worked a little bit better. But yeah. C'est la vie. Alright. Well with that, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex and I like sports. Sports Paul? Uh, you weren't here, Scott, but we were waiting for you, and Jeff and I were having a heated discussion oh. about the 2021 League of Legends Global Power Rankings. <laughs> yeah, and I had a lot of interesting <laughs> stuff to say about I know, that. I, th- I think it's still too early to put all these teams into rankings, but Jeff was adamant that Sunning was gonna it was gonna be top tier this year. But I still think That's Cloud, right. Cloud Nine, her team solo mid. We're, are are going to take it all. They're going to sneak up. They're my dark horses. I mean, they've been my favorites for years, but... You know. We're talking about Overwatch, right? <laughs> no, League of Legends. Oh, sorry. Idiot. Yeah. Jeebus, where have you been? Aren't you a sports guy? League of Legends is, is old news, bro. <laughs> yeah. No way. Worldwide. Uh, it's, the, it's, it's the most played esports game worldwide, okay? Oh, only behind Guardian <laughs> Legends. 
<laughs> yeah. I know video games <laughs> from 1986. Yeah. Wonder Woman 1986. Dirty Wonder Legend. Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. It's time for DM News. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. Uh, so I, I don't have a whole hell of a lot. Uh, you know, we were coming off our, our holiday break here. This is the, the first podcast of the year. This is like we mentioned at the top of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched a lot of shitty things. I'm not even going to bother recommending. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I would normally fill, fill, fill uh, with, with some reviews here. Um, yeah, yeah, not, not, not a lot to, to speak. Um, I know... Uh, this month uh, is the start of the the, the real MCU shows. I'm not not counting um, Agents of Shield, which kind of fall into the canon. But uh, yeah, we should be be seeing uh, Wandavision pretty soon here. Sweet. Uh, so so that'll be the the first of that. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm curious to see how it all plays out because it. it as, as anybody that's seen the trailers for it, uh, does seem to be pretty high concept. Um, with with mm-hmm. whatever weird powers she has that has her stuck in, like in her head or, or an alternate reality, uh, but it's going to do that through the lens of, of different sit, like sitcoms, um, starting with like fifty stuff, sixty stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, lo- looking forward to that. Um, yeah, that, that's that's a bit it. I'm, I'm on my second run of uh, Cyberpunk, so I'm still enjoying that. I, I I played an obscene amount of that over the the break. Lucky. Um, so I'm not quite tired of it yet. <laughs> I look forward to to them definitely tweaking some stuff, uh, along with maybe some wholesale changes, but still more than enough there to to enable me to enjoy the game. Uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's it for me uh, Alex anything you wanted to go over yeah I just discovered uh, two things on Netflix well one I should have been on a long time ago Cobra Kai <laughs> it's awesome uh, I'm just watching the first season right now and it's so depressing but I, I love that Johnny is now the underdog uh, and he's still stuck in the 80s and he's still kind of a dick but <laughs> He's like down his luck and he's actually trying to improve his life uh, and seeing his his journey and everything and his rivalry with LaRusso is kind of back <laughs> and him being like a, a, a slick Carl, a shitty douchebag Carl, car salesman. It's awesome. Uh, the other thing that I discovered that was really good on Netflix is uh, an anime called Erased. And it is, I didn't know what I was expecting. It, it was like, oh, the description is like, oh, this guy just has a little bit of time powers that hand him randomly. Like he goes back in time for like five minutes at a time to prevent something bad from happening. But then it like from episode one, it goes off the rails into like a different direction. And it turns into like this fantastic like murder mystery that has uh, like it pulls a lot of themes like i can say like it's a little bit of frequency it's a little bit of stranger things uh not a lot of even though i I did mention time traveling stuff they don't focus on the supernatural thing as being like 
anything like too important or MacGuffin-y or everything like that. It's just a thing that happens, which I love. Uh, it, it'll keep you on the edge of your toes. If you like anime, I highly recommend Erased on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. You'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. If Jeff doesn't get to it first, that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's not how Netflix works, Scott. No, no that's how it works. Like, there's only limited amount, watching, there's a limited amount of things that you can watch, so somebody it's else not, is watching it. It's not like a video story. Jeff can't check it out, and then you can't, you know, not watch it then. Sorry, this this is a movie? No, it's an anime, and it's only 12 episodes. It's nice and short. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very bingeable. There it is. All right. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Uh, erased. All right. Uh, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Uh, not much for me. I've been watching Deadwood, as I mentioned, I think, in the last podcast. Um, I'm almost through season two. Still really enjoying it. Shit. Um, Different yeah, show. Like Different saying, show, Alex. Not like that saying, one? Okay. No, no. I like saying the CS word a lot. Um, Computer screens? It's funny. <laughs> But it's funny, last time, Scott, you asked me how I like the pros in it and everything. And I think it got worse in season two because <laughs> now I feel like I need a dictionary and I, I have a hard time understanding what the hell they're talking about sometimes. So uh, it's cool, but sometimes I'm like, what the fuck? And I obviously with my with him being having his accent and everything, I definitely need subtitles on. So I'm reading it, which helps a little bit. But Wait, who, who, like, who, some who? of the words I don't even know. And then the way they're using them, I'm like, uh... So wait, who has the accent? Um, um, his accent, Al Swearingen. His accent is rough for me. Okay. Yeah, that's his name, right? Al. Yeah, Al Swearingen. Swearingen. Ian McShane. Uh, yes. Uh, so, but I'm liking it. I mean, this is a, so if people are really late to the party like me. I would recommend it. Uh, some of the characters I like. Some of them, the Timothy Oliphant character is kind of. Oliphant, Jeff. It's yeah. pronounced Oliphant. <laughs> yeah. I never thought I'd see one in the wild, Mr. Photo. <laughs> Timothy Oliphants. <laughs> uh, his character, anyway, is kind of... Eh, I'm not really liking it as much as I, I did early on. But um, anyway, really good show. Uh, the other thing, just the one Star Wars-related thing on Disney+, Plus, they kind of released uh, behind the scenes of season two of The Mandalorian. Um, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I recommend watching it. But there's this, this one mm-hmm. little nugget that came out of here. And maybe it was already released on the Internet before this. And now I've seen it since. So I don't know the origination of. But it's Robert Rodriguez playing guitar with Baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Oh, <laughs> that my awesome. God. It's the most adorable thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't seen it, look that up. Grogu and Robert Rodriguez. Um, and that's it as far as news. I do have one question. So. During the break, I listened to those podcasts that were released, the uh, the the lost episodes of Scott, Alex, Mike, and um, who was the other guy? Damien. Damien. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about RPGs, well, and I'm glad I wasn't oh, on yeah, it because yeah. I couldn't. Because <laughs> because yeah. it just it would have gone way too long once you started throwing your opinion, right? I yeah, no one even mentioned EverQuest, so you guys are dumb. And <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. I don't know if Zelda would have counted. No one won't really mention Zelda, I can't believe. I don't know if that counts as an actual I don't, I don't think, like, the way we were defining it for that for that particular episode, that yeah. we were thinking about that one. I don't yeah. think we would have, like, thrown anybody under the bus for that. But. 
would have been a, a I call. Miss, my favorite RPG is Zelda. Get the <laughs> fuck out! <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> but no, somebody, I, I think it was Mike mentioned, like, oh, the first time you played the, um, like the redone Zelda games or like the ROM version with, is that a thing? Because I want to play an updated version of Zelda. Are they like redone Zelda, but with like so, way better graphics? And- so there, there is, um, how to answer this question. Uh, there, there's like a, a legitimate one <laughs> made, made by Nintendo. That's ah. like a, like a weird like sequel that basically uses all the same mechanics that was on the 3DS. Um, no, I'm forget. looking for legal stuff, Scott. You don't want to. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> but no, pe- people like have like modded versions that like rearrange all the items and everything like that. So you kind of have to like go find stuff again. Oh, yeah. But in a different order. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah, want that yeah. either, though. Is there just like an updated graph? Like maybe the screen doesn't even like when you hit the edge of the screen. And it, you know it shifts over. Maybe just maybe a free flowing through the map and for better graphics, better for for like the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah, um, there might have been like an upscaled one for like at some point, but yeah, not not really what you're asking about. Um, there, there's, uh, yeah, there's not it's not really one for for Link to the Past either. They did do nope. one for Link's Awakening. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one I think you would really like, Jeff. Yeah, that one's fully like updated. It's probably still screen to screen, right, Alex? Though I don't remember, but I think it is. Um, which that was one, that was Awakening. It was. It was the the one. It was the first one on the Game Boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, but now it's yeah, like full full color and and you know widescreen and everything. Yeah, three D models, but it's still top down. It still controls just like a Link to the Past. It's awesome. It's a great game. Okay. Well, the only thing I was interested in that podcast was wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it was a good episode. You guys did good. Uh, that's all I got. All right. So, was that it? I think. I yeah. think so. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, to everybody. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Patreon. Become us. Uh, become a member. Give us some money. Listen to the Simpsons. <laughs> listen to some Star Wars. Help us keep the lights on. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'd really appreciate it. And thanks for listening to this and everything else. Happy New Year. Be excellent to each other. Yeah, please keep your masks on. Please. Please. I want to go out. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.